I would say you're getting really fired up about a list that you haven't freaking seen yet. Doesn't matter. <laughs> sure it does. away the moments that make up a dull day you fritter and waste the hours in an offhand way as you listen to episode number 150 of the promo upfront podcast did i make you wince a little bit there with my singing kirby <laughs> that was amazing uh, i think i did i know it was not um but hey <laughs> here we are episode number 150 i am one of your hosts bill petrie with me as always let's call him the terminator of taco tuesday the one and only kirby hossman kirby Happy 150, buddy. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, we talked a little bit about this last week that, you know, sometimes those numbers kind of catch you off guard. And this was one that I was like, you know, we just kind of show up every week. <laughs> I think. And, and uh, every once in a while you go, oh, wow, that's that's kind of cool that we, we've hit yeah. episode 150. So congrats, man. I'm I'm yeah. doing well over here. How are you? Bud? I'm doing great. Congrats to you as well. Um, Exciting that we've hit the Sasquatch sensational uh, of the 150, as yeah. I always like to say. Um, but, you know, as, as we, we've we done a lot of these podcasts, so I kind of reflected back a little bit. And, and, and it got me to thinking, Kirby, there's a question I'm not sure I've ever asked you on this podcast. So okay. if you don't mind me asking something, I, I think I don't want to speak for both of our other listeners, but I'd certainly like to know. I'll brace Kirby? for impact. <laughs> please, please do brace. Uh, are you looking for completely kick-ass branded merchandise? <laughs> I, I think, yes. As a matter of fact, I hope my clients are too. Oh, well, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's the type of merchandise that elicits that wow and aha we love to get from clients. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. And you don't need to look any further than our pals over at Seven Sourcing. That's right, because they are experts in the field. They work with distributors just like you, Kirby, to help them source custom orders direct from fully vetted overseas factories. Nice. And without it's without the hassle of having to deal with that factory, right? I mean, you have an expert right there to do it for you. Seven Sourcing has a very strong pedigree when it comes to navigating direct custom merch sourcing, as their team has over a quarter of a century. Now, for those of you who are math challenged, that's 25 years. So over a quarter century of successful importing experience. And even better, Kirby, I got more, even better. If that okay. weren't good enough, and for episode 150, we know it is. But if that weren't good enough, even better, they work directly with each distributor on brand strategy, product development, product sourcing, order management, quality control, compliance, and logistics. Mm. There's a lot that goes into any sort of custom overseas ordering. So in other words, they really demystify that direct custom sourcing. And while they source merchandise at the lowest possible cost, they don't ever sacrifice quality or safety to meet the price points. Yeah. Seven Sourcing isn't interested in meeting expectations. They only strive to exceed them. Now, Kirby, this is a tremendous opportunity for distributors to wow their clients with fully custom merchandise, isn't it? It really is. And I, so one of the things that you talked about there, Bill, is the idea of working with a partner who understands all the ins and outs of, of overseas 
uh, outsourcing. And I'll be the first to say, like, I, I know that there are some people like, oh, I could just do it myself. Oh my, I have no interest in doing that. I don't trust myself. I don't know what I don't know. And so having a partner like Seven Sourcing is just incredibly valuable. 100%. This is not like check going, uh, watching a YouTube video to fix a leaky <laughs> faucet, kids. Yeah. yeah, it helps to have an expert and one that's uh, got so much experience in the yeah. field. And so I couldn't agree uh, uh, any more, Kirby, with what you said. Yeah, it takes a little bit longer. Of course it does for custom merchandise, sure. maybe about 75 days or so. But isn't that extra planning worth it to get that wow moment? Kirby and I sure as hell think so. So, yeah. hey, when you're ready to move away from off-the-shelf solutions to off-the-wall uh, really cool products. Reach out to Seven Sourcing at sales at seven. That's spelled out seven s e v e n. Uh, sales at sevensourcing.com. You're not going to be sorry you did. Now, Kirby, this is episode number one fifty. Um, it, it's amazing. We've been doing this podcast on some level earlier. We did two hundred six episodes of another one. This is yep. one fifty. That's that's like seven years of podcasting. It's a long um, time. <laughs> you'd think we'd run out of things to say, and yet we haven't. And here's <laughs> something I'd like to start off with, Kirby. So okay. I have a little bit of a rant here. I'm a little angry and a little irritated. Okay. Um, which probably fits in well with our episode 150, because I do get hot under the promo collar from time to time. Okay. So PPAI is set to unveil their first ever ranking of industry-leading companies at the North American Leadership Conference or NALC. Now it's called the PPAI 100. It's going to be 50 exemplary distributors and mm -hmm. 50 exemplary suppliers. Now, what they have said is that it's fully, quote, fully backed by research. PPAI 100 will not only track the previous year's sales for ranking companies, but weigh many additional factors relevant to corporate leadership. So re revenue is a key aspect, but they're going to look at other things too. Business growth over time, corporate social responsibility, technology practices, so innovation via digital transformation, yeah. workforce strength. So that's professional development, but only PPAI certified. Yeah. Uh, um, employee happiness, that's you know, if you're part of the uh, top places to work, uh, also done by PPAI. And industry faith, something called industry faith. And I went and researched that. And that is basically your SAGE rating if oh, you're okay. a supplier. So they say the rankings are going to be unveiled at NALC and they will drive dive deep into the data supporting the rankings. Uh, rankings, sorry, not rankees, rankings. So they've solicited industry feedback among the likely top 50. They've sent surveys, they've held internal debates, and they've tried to come up with tangible metrics that encapsulate the most admirable traits of a leading company in the industry. I have some really... Um, targeted thoughts on this. If you'd like me to go, I will, but I, I I would welcome yours as well if you'd like to go first. No, I think, again, I think you've got yourself queued up because I, 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 I actually am interested in this. I think we might actually be up for a little bit of a debate. And so I'm excited to hear what you have to say. All right. So I, I know you love industry lists like this. This is something you enjoy. And, and we talked actually last week, which mm -hmm. actually tees up this conversation nicely. I like industry lists where they're not ranked, especially sure. when it's sub subjective. So a list of the top places to work, I think that's great. They're not ranked. They're listed alphabetically. I think that's fabulous. I don't like ranked lists unless it's just based on hard data like mm -hmm. sales. This is supposedly not. It's taking into a lot of other factors, which sure. I, I, I do like, but why rank them? What is, what is saying one is better than another 
do. And mm-hmm. so I, a couple things. One, this feels like a really obvious and really cheap ripoff of what ASI has been doing for years with the top 40 suppliers and top 40 distributors. It okay. feels extraordinarily extraordinarily uh, derivative to me. I, I think, I think, I think re- what you mean, just real yeah. quick, I think what you mean is the power 50 though, right? That's what... No, I mean the top four, both. Yes, okay, it's okay, like a combined. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, okay. No, okay. power fifty. It, it's it seems like it's a power fifty combined with top forty, okay. top forty okay. uh, distributors of power. I don't know. It just feels very derivative. Period. Okay. And I mean, uh, and outside of revenue and growth, the other data points feel super foggy to me. Okay. Um, and and I don't love that. And I'll be curious to see them. So, you know, once again, in in, what, again, now I get on my service provider rant. Once again, service providers are off this list. And if you look at the companies that push this industry forward in a consistent way, it is service providers. It has been service providers. And for the foreseeable future, it's going to be service providers. Yes, there are outlying companies on both the supplier side and distributor side that do push the industry forward, but it's things like common skew. It's things like what Jason Noakes has done at uh, Promo Pulse and things like that, that really move this industry forward. And so I hate that service providers aren't included. And man, does this feel like clickbait for people like you who love these lists? I just want to see how people are ranked. And I think the biggest challenge I've got here, Kirby, is so much is based on the size of the organization. It seems like bigger is not always better. Better is better. And I don't love love that at all. So I'd rather see a list of people and organizations who are propelling this industry forward, not ranked, just a list of organizations that are helping the industry grow, mm-hmm. helping the industry look forward, helping the industry with technology, so on and so forth. Something, you know, a concrete list that shares the why behind this listing I'd like to see. So, you know, honestly, it feels like we're going back to the days where PPAI and ASI are at odds. Um, and, and that's what this feels like as well. So I am not a fan of this list. Um, I don't care about it. Um, I, I don't, I'd like to see the data points behind it, but honestly, I just don't care. Okay. So this is, I, you, you've given this a lot of thought. And so I wanted to give you, uh, give you the, <laughs> give you the floor uh, to talk about. So, okay. Um, is this where so- you tell me I'm wrong? Well, I, I'm going to give you my perspective and you can decide yeah. if I'm telling you you're wrong or not. Um, number okay. one, I would say you're getting really fired up about a list that you haven't freaking seen yet. Doesn't matter. <laughs> sure it does. When, when no. you when you see the list, it might make more sense. You might be like, oh, okay, I see why are they, where they, yes, I see how revenue came in. Yes, I see how this is. Ha-. Like, again, I don't, I, I can't argue on the specifics of the list because I haven't seen the list. That's the genius of my argument. You can't argue with it. <laughs> Except that my point is you, you're criticizing a list you haven't seen yet. Uh, That's right. Now, that, so the other thing is I do, I do enjoy lists like this, but I, so I think, and in the interest of uh, some transparency, I, I, Josh Ellis was on uh, Delivering Marketing Joy uh, to kind of promote this. And and so I did at least have a little bit of a conversation about this. And he talked about the idea of making it a little bit different than some of those other lists and and using factors that weren't just revenue. So I understand where you're coming from, where you say, look, man, if you say, hey, this is the biggest uh, distributor or the biggest supplier, and it is on completely quantifiable data. Yeah, I mean, but on the other hand, it's like, that's a pretty short um, conversation too, right? If one of the things that uh, media's job is to is to report facts, great. Unfortunately, I would say 
fortunately or fortunately, that's not all media's job is right now. It is to spur discussion and debate. And so I think the idea of utilizing the revenue as a part of it, um, but also factoring in some of these other factors, I, I think it's I think it's an interesting discussion. So I, I, A, I, I do like lists. So you're right about that. B, I, I think that um, having something that has a little bit more... Um, layers than just the quantifiable numbers actually does interest me. Um, and to, again, just like the online 18, um, the, like to give me the, give me the justification, give me the thought process. And I, I'm just kind of, I don't always agree with it, but I like the concept of seeing what people's perspective. And then, you know, my third point is just, we haven't seen it yet. So I can't, I can't get fired up whether I like it or not, if I haven't seen it. Well, uh, here, here's where I'll push back a little bit yeah, sure. and I'm offended by your offense. Um, <laughs> I, I, here's where I push back because there are, you know, first of all, let me be clear. I like Josh Ellis a lot. I yeah. like the, the media team, department yeah. of PPAI. This is yeah. not a shot at anybody. Yeah. It's just, I don't care for this type of list because yeah. do you, I'm sorry, almost every key indicator on this list is based on something that PPAI does. Sure. It's based on best places to work. It's based on SAGE ratings, which PPAI has a partner, partnership yeah. with. So you're you're excluding a whole set of data points on this sure. that are connected to ASI. Um, that to me is very short sighted. So, okay. uh, but to their, I'll defend them here. It's the PPAI 100, so <laughs> they can is. do whatever they want. <laughs> yeah, fair. I don't. Again, if you're using revenue as any part of this list, it, it renders the entire thing moot because that will be the key indicator. I'm sorry, Halo's the biggest company in the industry. I have a lot of friends who work at Halo. You used to work at Halo as yeah, I as did yeah. I. I would not say that they're pushing this industry forward, that they're not a I would they're a top company, but I don't know if they're number one or number five or number 10 based on all those factors. And I, I don't know who is the authority that does this. Again, the smacks of best burger in Vegas type crap <laughs> that I always bitch about. Uh, who is the governing body here? Yeah. So I'd like to see who the panel is, and I don't think we'll ever see who the panel is. That's I'd like fine. to see. That's a, a, but my again. This this is just fun to debate for me. So you know, I hope you know that um, mm -hmm. that I say this with love. But you're 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 contradicting yourself a little because you just I said am. that you like lists that are quantifiable. But now you don't want revenue to be a part of it. Revenue is the I, one thing that is quantifiable. That, let me quit. I like if it was a revenue list, like the ASI top forty and top forty distributors suppliers. That's a revenue list. I've got no issue with that. That makes sense to me. Of course, you should rank them. That's that's, for lack of a better term, win, wins and losses, right? right. It's 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 that's ranking it a bunch is. of teams in baseball or whatever. What I don't like about having this hybrid is you're introducing all of these variables from a panel, and I'm sure they're all qualified. I'm sure they're all wonderful, but it just smacks of who cares? Mm. Who cares? I I mean again. I understand. I know you do. I know, I know media's job is not to report facts anymore. And I'm not suggesting that they do, but if they're going to promote it before I see it, then I get to talk about it before I see it. Okay. And I, so, I mean, you, yeah, I'm, I'm fired up. I'm not so much fired up about it. It's like, gosh, do we need another weird list? Yeah. You know, I well, mean, I can I, say the same thing about the online 18. I've been on the online 18 every year. So have you, I still, there are times I'm like, I don't understand this ranking at all based yeah. on what I see people do. And yeah. so it's just it's just weird discussion points. And I just don't love where we're at as a society mm -hmm. or as an industry that we 
perpetuate the need for these lists personally. I, I okay. let's rank people. You know, again, I don't mind lists that aren't ranked when they're subjective. Mm-hmm. So people who are Mavericks, uh, top women in the industry. Hell, we do a list like that. But again, they're not ranked. Sure. They're not ranked because it's our opinion. Mm-hmm. And when you're introducing opinion into it, ranking it is wrong in my my thought process. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I, again, obviously, I think we are on the opposite ends of this uh, thing. And I, I, I'm excited to have the conversation once the list is out. <laughs> I, I look forward to that. Well, Kirby, I'm pretty amped up. Yeah. I don't think I can amp up this podcast anymore, but I'm going to anyway. That's yes. right. Hey, distributors, question for you. Is your marketing working? If it is, you might be part of the PPAI 100. Who knows? But if it's <laughs> not, if you can't answer that question with a definitive hell yes, then you need to reach out to our pals over at Promo Pulse. They can help you consistently amplify your sales through stunningly beautiful outbound marketing that's so easy to cust- for you to use. You customize it, you set it, and then you forget about it. In just five minutes. That's right. Just five minutes. So learn more at promopulse.io slash amp. You're not going to be sorry you did. Kirby, talk me off the ledge. Give me a topic that I'm not going to yell about. Okay. So I, I don't know that this will be this, but you know how you know, some like your wife and my wife probably both say that we like to hear the sound of our own voice? I would say that's been said <laughs> daily for the past 30 years. Well, Apple is going to help us, right? So there's a new feature debuting in the Apple devices that will allow you to create a digital version of your own voice to speak with anyone you'd like. So personal voice is one of several forthcoming accessibility features that Apple unveiled yesterday. Um, It's meant to aid people with conditions such as ALS that put them at risk of losing their ability to speak. Um, But essentially it will allow you to... um, spend 15 minutes reading text prompts into the iPhone or iPad and their digital voice will be ready to go. So I thought this was really interesting and I'm curious to know if uh, essentially on every road trip, you're going to put your voice on yours and Sandy's phones to give directions or how you are going to implement the use of your own digital voice. I I did see this float across the transom and yeah. I've kind of made a mental note of it and moved on. I, it was in the middle of other things. I don't know how I feel about this. I, I again, we're getting to a point where AI and this isn't AI enabled artificial mm-hmm, intelligence sure. enabled uh, technology or, or driven technology. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I think we're very close to where um, you're going to see a lot of those deep fakes and, mm-hmm. you know, this is what the president said. And cause it's so, it sounds like him, you know, and all yeah. that. I, I I worry about that stuff. I don't think I'll use it um, because I don't want, I mean, I'm sure Siri is listening all the time is Alexa's <laughs> listening all the time, but I don't, I don't think I'll use it. I don't, I don't see real need for me to hear my own voice like that. I can fop, pop on 149 other episodes of this podcast <laughs> and do that. And I sure as hell don't need a, I don't need a special uh, thing through accessibility on my iPhone to do that. But um, I, I, I don't understand why anybody would want this. I, I think it's cool. Don't get me wrong. I think it's cool that a machine can learn your voice and replicate it. We'll see. I mean, I'm, your mileage may vary, but I don't see a real use for it in my own life. And I'm struggling to see what the point is. And maybe I'm being obtuse. So perhaps you can enlighten me, Kirby. 
No, I, I again, I think that all the stuff you brought up are things that I can I considered. I and and I think despite the, you know the the joke that we like to hear our own voice, I think that's actually something yeah. that most people struggle with. Um, yeah. That I don't actually like to go back and listen to episodes and hear you know no. my goofy ass laugh or whatever. Um, and so. I don't know that that is something. I think that what they're saying is that it will help people who are losing their ability to speak, and that's how there be some functionality with it. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could allow that to be created, and I could put that on my wife's phone, I could see where that yeah. would be worth a gag. Um, yeah, but uh, other than giggle, that, sure. yeah, I'm probably not going to utilize it as well. But uh, yeah. yeah, because I don't, I don't want my phone to have the ability to talk to me in the middle of the night. Um, and tell me things mm-hmm. into my subconscious with my own voice because I, I'm I'm very <laughs> trainable it's, and I yeah, don't want just, to be to, to go down the wrong path. It's weird. I mean, you know, when 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 you first start hearing recordings of your own voice, whatever age you're at, it always sounds weird because your voice sounds different in your head yeah. as you speak than it does when you listen to it. I've heard my voice so much by listening to podcasts sure. like, oh, I screwed up there or somebody got upset. What did I say? That type of stuff. I, I can't distinguish the sound here and the sound in my ear any longer. So yeah. it doesn't bother me to hear my own voice, but I sure as hell don't seek it out. Right. Um, and apparently nobody else does either. So <laughs> there's that. All right, Kirby. Good topic. Good topic. Kirby, I know you pretty well, and I know how much you love tacos. <laughs> Did you know, Kirby, there's a battle over Taco Tuesday? I have yeah, read the headlines, yeah. Okay, so Taco Bell wants to liberate the Taco Tuesday, a trademark from a smaller rival chain in Taco John's. That's right. It's been owned by Taco John's for 30 year, 34 years, since 1989. Uh, and Taco Bell has filed a petition to cancel the trademark. The petition claims, Kirby, that, quote, it should be freely available to all who make, sell, eat, and celebrate tacos. Um, they added, nobody should have exclusive rights to a common phrase. Fraz, I think they said, but it's pronounced phrase, even though they said fraz. Um, <laughs> they, uh, uh, most attorneys actually feel like they have a strong case because Taco Tuesday has become a commonly used phrase or phrase. Uh, Taco Tuesday was coined by Taco John to increase sales for a 99 cent deal for two tacos on what they deemed the slowest day of the week. It was actually spelled Taco T-W-O. S-D-A-Y, Taco Tuesday. They tweak it to Taco Tuesday and it was trademarked in 1989 as part and been part of their marketing since then. So Taco John's has asserted the trademark, uh, has asserted that they own the trademark against a lot of companies over the years. A lot of companies, I've heard that. Um, And and they responded, we would like to thank our worthy competitors at Taco Bell for reminding everyone Taco Tuesday is best celebrated Taco John's, the trademark owner of Taco Tuesday. So Kirby... I got a question for you. Is it worth Taco Bell fighting this from a branding perspective? Yeah, I think it is. Um, and not because I think that the, that it's a, let me, let me kind of clarify. I think it's stupid, yep. um, but this reeks of a larger organization um, throwing their weight around by yep. uh, burying a smaller company in litigation. Um, right. Do I think it's, good business practice i'm not sure about that um yeah. but is it worth it probably because they're gonna it, it and because the the term is just so ubiquitous um yeah i, I have heard that taco john's has uh kind of gone after not just taco bell but lots of no, other they've gone organizations after a lot of taco. 
yeah, oh, yeah. a lot of a lot of uh, Mexican restaurant chains yeah mm-hmm. and of course I don't know all the ins and outs of that but if if that if they're being goofy about it I think that you know they might have yeah. uh, other support in the taco world. Right. <laughs> so, well, um, you know, maybe maybe they come yeah. after us for saying Taco Tuesdays on this podcast, I don't, Taco Tuesdays. I don't know if we went through awards in a row, can we say three-peat? I mean, that was trademarked by Pat Riley when he coached the Lakers, right? Yeah. So I, I looked at it a different way. Taco Bell, they whoever they, I think it's more of a publicity stunt than anything. Yeah. I think Taco John's has a really unique opportunity here to not fight it. And to like make a big deal about mm. we are releasing this for everybody to use. Yeah. And they because they are anyway. The that's right. They're going to lose. That's a, yeah. It's a great idea, actually. I like this. Yeah. So you, instead of saying, oh, we're going to fight this, we're going to fight you. And we're going to fight you in court. We're going to double fight you. And then after we double fight you, we're going to triple fight you. No. Because just have a nobody's big allowed thing. to say Tuesday. <laughs> have a big announcement. Have the CEO stand up there, rip up their trademark uh, uh, paperwork in like front this. of the camera and say, you know what? Taco Tuesdays for everybody. Of course, we hope you celebrate Taco Tuesday every week at Taco John's. But wherever you celebrate it, just make sure you celebrate. I think you miss a really good opportunity for some great publicity, great press, and kind of thumbing at the nose because you could say things like, you know, unfortunately, um, we've been forced to do this. But you know what? The more we thought about it, the more we wanted to give tacos back to the people. You can have so much fun with this. Yeah. So it's not not only is it not worth Taco Bell going after, in my opinion, it's not worth Taco John's to fight. I think you really miss an opportunity to come out on the on the good side of this. Okay, I really like that idea. For what it's worth, that's that's the best idea you've had in a, in a quick minute. Like that's really good. It happens occasionally. <laughs> All right, Kirby, uh, do you have another topic about lists you'd like to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> I've got one quick topic. Okay, uh, okay. Uh, Tesla. Tesla, Tesla is going to begin advertising. Um, I thought this was kind of interesting. They've shunned marketing the spend for much of its existence, but now the automaker is going to join in. So they're going to start as uh, Elon Musk. We're going to try a little advertising and see how it goes, he said. Okay. Um, Musk also teased two new vehicles in an interview. Um, And so I was really interested because I think that obviously automakers are some of the biggest advertising. And when I think of this, I'm thinking um, specifically of television. That's just whenever Mm -hmm. I think of Ford and Dodge and Toyota and all those places, I see commercials, right? Um, So I'm in my mind, what I was thinking is all of a sudden you're going to start seeing Tesla ads on TV. They didn't specifically say that, but that's what I'm envisioning. So I want to get your opinion on whether or not you think this is a good idea. I, I, just to say it, I'm actually really curious to see what um, a marketing team would come up with at Tesla to stand out. In, if, if you're going to do this, the idea, I, I would think you want yeah. to stand out differently. But uh, I'd be curious to know your your take. Kirby, haven't watched a commercial on television in years unless yeah. it's a Super Bowl. So I don't care. Right. Um, I mean, fine. The great, super, whatever. I'm so <laughs> over Elon Musk. I'm so over anything Elon Musk touches, whether it's Twitter, SpaceX, Tesla. I don't care. So super. You're going to have advertising. Great. Awesome. Why not focus some money on the infrastructure and, and help get that built so people can actually use electric cars and not have to charge them all the time? I I, I don't care. I mean, I'm interested to see what they are from that perspective that you said, of course. But overall, I don't care. Because so, again, I don't see, unless I see it online, I don't see a lot of advertising or if it's a Super Bowl. 
So I'm the conspiracy theorist in me, and I'm not one at all. Um, but it makes me wonder now that he's named a new uh, CEO at Twitter, right. if they're going to try a little advertising means they're going to start advertising on Twitter. Probably. I think, <laughs> I think there's something to that. Look, I, I never understood why they didn't advertise to begin with anyway. And I mean, I know, I think mainly because there was so much demand and they could not even keep up with demand. Right. Uh, I don't know what that looks like now in terms of supply and demand. I have no clue what it looks like for Tesla. Um, so, I mean, I, it sure super advertise super. <laughs> All right, man. awesome i i could not be more nonplussed about uh that anything with uh, musk. specific anything with musk um unless you're talking about a nice cologne then musk it on up but hey kids that's not what we're going to talk about we want to thank our sponsor today in seven sourcing as a distributor you've got an opportunity to take things off the shelf and give them to your clients, or you got an opportunity if you work with a company like Seven Sourcing to create things that are absolutely off the wall and get those wow and aha moments we all want from our clients. They really understand product sourcing uh, from an international perspective. Uh, they demystify that custom direct sourcing. And uh, while they source merchandise at the lowest possible cost, of course they do that. They will not sacrifice quality or safety to meet price points. And that's a very important thing. Uh, anybody who's done their own direct importing, you are one oily rag stuffed in a teddy bear away from a hell of a lawsuit and being out of business. Seven Sourcing is going to protect you from anything like that because they understand how direct importing works and they will work with you on brand strategy, brand management, product development, the sourcing, the quality control, compliance, and all the logistics. So if you want to wow your clients, you want to get those aha moments, and of course you do. Email them at sales at sevensourcing.com. You're not going to be sorry you did, Kirby. I want to thank you for having the courage to do this podcast with me. And uh, I can't wait to talk more lists next week.